G'day guys and welcome to the Coach Mark Carroll podcast. Today we'll continue our glute series. If you haven't listened to yesterday's episode, make sure you go listen. It's super valuable. I've got so many DMs about um, people really, really enjoying it. So go listen to that episode. But today's episode is going to be on a topic that I think really holds people back from progress. And obviously I train a lot of women and a lot of women message me and they tend to often, especially in early in their career or training or whatever you want to call it, tend to chase the wrong things for what they think is contributing to growth. And today's episode is the problem with just chasing the burn. Okay. So the burn, obviously when you're training a muscle and it starts to really hurt, and this is something you see all the time and probably no better exercises with glute training, which is associated with the burn is going to be things involving a band and often really high rep banded workouts, high rep banded circuits and whatnot. And the funny thing is with glutes is that in all the muscles we train, you know, your quads, your back, your shoulders, your hamstrings, your chest, your arms, no other muscle group basically has the same kind of push with kind of weird, bad training advice. Like all these other exercises, you want to grow your quads, you know, you do choose a good exercise. You, you know, generally train into in a three to five up to 12, 15 rep range, you know, you take it through a full range of motion. And obviously you try to have progressive overload. So say you're doing a squat, you try to add weight to the bar slowly, but surely. And then, you know, you do a leg press for your quads and you try to do say a heavy 10, to 12 reps. You can get, you can get 12. So you add a little bit of weight, but of course, what do you do? You rest 90 seconds, two minutes, three minutes between sets to, to allow recovery. So there's no kind of, if I want to grow your quads, would I say, all right, at the end of the workout, we're just going to do a, um, a quad giant set. We're going to do, um, Squats, we're going to do um, heels elevated squats, we're going to do feet low leg press, we're going to do leg extensions, then we're going to do forward stepping lunges to get a burn to finish. No, we would never do that for quads, right? Would we go, all right, for our back, at the end of our back workout, all right, we've done lat pull down today, we've done pull ups today, we've done a row. All right, but now we need to get a burn to finish the workout, otherwise it, you know, it won't count. So now we're going to do, um, a set of pull-ups, a set of rows, a set of dumbbell rows, a set of straight arm pull-downs, and then that's a good session because we got to burn, you know, like we would never, ever do that for any muscle group, but it's always kind of associated with glutes, okay? And when you think about that kind of logic, well, then why are we doing this for glutes a lot of the time? And the thing is, there's nothing wrong with kind of doing like a, a high rep kind of banded finisher to finish workouts i've done them in the past i know a lot of good coaches like doing them and a lot of it's about kind of finishing the session on a high feeling good getting a bit of a blood flow in the in into the glutes and you know walking out of the gym feeling really really good about yourself and that's totally cool and i get that but people then take that the wrong way they see good coaches say doing a high rep booty band finisher which is you know fine because it's they're not doing it all the time it's but then they go oh cool well i get this intense burn right if i do banded abductions banded crab walks banded kickbacks banded jump squats banded wall sits squat sits and i do that in one circuit my glutes hurt so much so therefore i should just do my training like that 
And all of a sudden they go, all right, well, I feel this so much more in my glutes. So why would I do squats? Why would I do lunges? Why would I do RDLs? I don't feel them that much there. So therefore it's not working. And that unfortunately is not how it kind of works for hypertrophy. And there's a big myth I'd say of, of kind of the mind muscle connection or a myth of how useful the mind muscle connection is. Now, do I want my clients to feel their glutes? Yes, of course. But if they're doing a Romanian deadlift with perfect form, or they're doing a hip thrust with perfect form, or they're doing a squat with perfect form, if they're not feeling their glutes, does that mean their glutes are not working? No, that's moronic. The, the glutes are what ex helps extend the hip. So your glutes are your prime hip extensor. So you would literally not be able to extend your hip. So you're basically in a squat, you basically wouldn't be able to stand up if your glutes weren't involved. You know, if I said, hey, go run, you're not going to be like, oh man, do I feel my glutes? No, you're just running. If someone jumped out, a bear jumped out and started chasing you in the woods and you started running, you wouldn't be like, oh man, are my glutes activating though? No, you're just going to run for your fucking life. And what's going to happen? Your glutes are going to work because they're going to be, again, your prime hip extensor to help you run. Why do I say this? Because often people think exercises like you know, squats, because they don't feel their glutes tremendously in the same level of, of other exercises, they don't think they're effective for growing the glutes. That's wrong. They're fantastic. They're just most likely as effective as any other exercise, good glutes exercise. And RDL, even though when you do a more hip dominant RDL, where it's like I say a bit more bent legs to get more a stretch of your glutes, you're probably still going to feel a lot of hamstrings because so hamstrings are involved as well. But this doesn't mean your glutes are not doing a whole lot of work. Something I want to help you guys um, understand is that when we train a muscle for hypertrophy, we take it through a range of motion. We take it through a stretch and then uh, um, where the muscle obviously is, say, taken through like an eccentric. So when the muscle is, say, being lowered, um, sorry, I'll repeat that. When in a squat, we're lowering the weight, our glutes are then stretching. And then when we're driving up the weight, the concentric, our glutes are then shortening. But the thing is, when a muscle is being most stretched, you're going to feel it but you're probably not going to feel it as much as if peak tension is when the muscle's being fully shortened. So what I mean by that is that your glutes in a squat, they're going to be most challenged at the bottom when they're stretched. But then in a hip thrust, your glutes are going to be most challenged at the top when they're being shortening, shortened, shortening. Therefore, if they're most challenged at that top position, you're generally going to feel the muscle a lot more in that exercise because the peak tension is there where it's being shortened. But this doesn't necessarily mean it's more effective for growth, okay? It's just that you feel a muscle more. Now, if you just kind of went off every exercise that you feel a muscle more, let's say um, with the quads, a leg extension is going to be hardest when you're at the top, when you're shortening you're going to feel probably a leg extension that a bit more localized fatigue, that localized burn in your quads than say a squat. But it doesn't mean it's more effective for growing the quads. It's just that, yes, you do feel it. It doesn't mean it's not effective, but certain exercises you generally feel it. This is why I think hip thrusts are so popular because people 
like feeling a muscle. They go, oh man, I feel my glutes so much in the hip thruster, therefore I like it. But then that leads me to banded work. So when you're doing a, using a band, let's say you're doing, you're standing up and you're doing a straight leg abduction. So you've got a straight leg and you're taking your leg laterally out to the side. You're abducting out. So imagine just someone kicking out 90 degrees to the side of them. What's happening there with the band? So when your feet are next to each other, the band has no real tension. It's not being stretched. Therefore, the glutes are not under load. But when you abduct your leg out and take it away from your body, what happens? The band really um, becomes stretched and then more stretch, more tension it brings. So with bands, they generally have what we call like a really, um, really, really, really high kind of peak tension in a small range. But a lot of the range of motion, there's barely any tension and then a bit of the range there's just so much tension and a lot of the things like with banded kickbacks banded abductions and stuff like that because it gets harder on the muscle when you take your leg away from the body it means there's more tension in that shortened position so that peak tension is going to be harder again where i said that that shortened shortened muscle is which remember if it feels harder in that shortened position we generally feel it more you combine training it hard in that shortened position with the band where it has really, really, really super intense tension on that very specific part of the rep. You're going to go, you're going to get a really localized deep burn in that muscle, but this most likely is not going to be superior for growth, especially with bands and stuff like that. Um, just because it's quite, it's, it's quite a small range of motion where there's much tension. Um, it's also where if you kind of get with a progressive overload a lot of the times, it's quite hard to, you know, get past certain band levels where it's one level is really easy, one level super, super hard. Not saying it's bad or anything, but bands can be useful here. But what happens is like this is where I often enjoy bands and they might have my client do say 15 reps, abduction each leg, and then they'll rest like a normal set. And then they'll do abduction again. And then they'll rest. But what often happens with bands is that people go, all right, let's just do circuits instead all the time. It's not even like let's squat and try to have progressive overload. Let's hip thrust and have progressive overload. It's just let's just throw a band on every exercise and get a really intense burn. And then let's have super, super short rest periods. So again, shorter rest periods means we're not even getting get as much recovery, which means more burn, which then also in turn means less performance um, output because you're not recovering. But you just chasing that burn, that burn, that burn. And by doing that, you're actually using less weight on the bar. Um, you're probably going to have um, more um, technique breakdown. We're not going to have obviously as good a performance because we're resting so um, such a minimal amount. And we're really kind of taking away the key, the key basics of trying to build muscle, which is, you know, adding weight, doing a hard set, recovering, doing another hard set again. It generally just becomes, let's just chase as much burn as I can in this really short window. And as I said, doing this at the end of the workout for a minute or two to finish a workout, that's fine, guys. But I'm saying if you're doing this all the time throughout your session, the whole time, and then wondering why your glutes are not getting stronger. And this is what I see all the time. So we want to treat the glutes like every other muscle group. We want to train them intelligently. We not don't want to just try to burn them out and just bring as much pain in five minutes. We want to do a quality set, take the muscle through a full range of motion, use good technique, try to add a little bit of weight, set to set, week to week. 
recover, use your adequate rest periods. And you need to understand that not all exercises are going to be a super, super, super intense burn, but that does not mean your glutes are not working. There's this myth that if I'm not feeling a muscle tremendously, it's not working. Again, I just want you to go back to thinking if those muscles were not working, you would literally wouldn't be able to move those joints because the muscles um, will obviously have you moving the joint. Okay. So that's why, again, if your glutes weren't working, you wouldn't be able to extend your hip up in a hip thrust, or you wouldn't be able to stand up in a squat. You'll just have be extending your knee. So your glutes are working regardless of your feel. And sometimes it's not always just about how much you feel a muscle group. It's about just basic, are we getting better on that exercise? Are we eating more? Are we adding weight to the bar? So guys, my podcast tip today with the glute series is understand that it's not always just about chasing a burn. Not all muscles, especially with training the glutes, will experience as much I guess, mind-muscle connection um, or as much kind of just specific localized fatigue or feeling of fatigue, and that's okay. And that just purely, purely, purely going all out chasing a super, super intense burn is often probably derailing you from prioritizing the real key mechanisms of building your glutes. So guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you haven't, as I said, listened to our my episode yesterday and i'll continue with the rest of the glute series and over the next few days all right guys thanks as always bye